0: And I'm like, what's this? That presence that walked with me in the hall, I felt that very presence, angelic presence beside my right side. And I wanted to turn and look at it, but I couldn't turn my eyes to look.
1: Hello and welcome to In the Heart of God, episode 26. Today's podcast is entitled, Encounter with an Angel. We are going to hear the testimony of someone who, as a young man, had a divine encounter with an angel, not in a dream, but in a vision. My name is Stephanie Wright, and it's time to go into the heart of God for our encounter with an angel. Hello, Apostle Charles. Let's not leave our listeners in suspense. You are the one who, as a young man, had an encounter with an angelic being in a vision.
0: Yes, Stephanie. Thank the Lord, I did have an experience as a young man at age, uh, I think I was 17 or 18, uh, when I had an encounter with God.
1: The Bible tells us in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, part B, and Acts chapter 2, verse 17b. Your young men shall see visions. Of course, we know not only young men see visions, but old men too. Specifically, John the Apostle was approximately 80 years old, according to some, when he wrote the book of Revelation. John states that he was, quote, in the Spirit, end quote, when he had his visions. First on Patmos, Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. In heaven, Revelation chapter 4, verse 2. In the desert, Revelation chapter 17, verse 3. And in the mountains, Revelation chapter 21, verse 10. John doesn't say whether or not he was actually transported to these locations. He just says he was In the spirit. So, Apostle Charles, please share with us your vision experience of an angelic encounter as a young man.
0: That encounter with God was through an angel that um, accompanied me when I was getting ready to take a final exam in high school in, of all things, psychology. Thank you, Jesus. My experience started that morning, um on my way to school, and we were in our finals, I think I, I was in my senior year, and um, I had been saved for about nine or ten months, and uh, I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was 17, and my love for the Lord and His Word was really deep and hardcore, and I was radical about my Christ anyway, and, and about my salvation. So in my prayer, the day that I was supposed to have this final exam, preparing for it, which was the next day. I wanted to go to church. And I said to the Lord, I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't want to uh, go to study right now. I want to be in the presence of God. I want to pray. I want to seek your face. I want to be at church. And so that Wednesday, I believe it was a Wednesday, I went, went to church and then I enjoyed myself. And then I said, Lord, let me study tonight and get ready for the exam tomorrow. It's my final exam. So I did that I, I i went home and and i studied and and i went to bed and it was late and i said lord now let me wake up early enough in the morning so i can uh do some more studying so i went to bed i went to sleep the next morning it was like about and i asked the lord wake me up early enough so i went to sleep. And about six o'clock in the morning, I woke up, but I thought it was later than that because the sun was shining so brightly through my bedroom window. And I looked out and I said, oh no, man, God didn't wake me up in time. And I said, Lord, you didn't wake me up soon enough. And the Holy Spirit, let you know, and I jumped up, looked at the clock and I went and I said, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize to the Lord because he did wake me up soon enough. So I started packing up and getting ready to go to school, put my stuff together. And the last thing I had to do was to pick up my textbook, which was on a mantle in the living room room. So I had all my bags, you know, my, I was almost one of those geeky kids, I guess. I had a suitcase. (laughs) I mean, a a briefcase, I'm sorry. Anyway, so I I went in the living room, all dressed, ready to go to school. And I looked at the uh, textbook sitting on the mantle and I went, went to reach for the textbook. And as I reached for the textbook, I heard a voice, a still small voice inside of me said, don't touch the book. And I thought, oh, come on, wait a minute, what is this? What do you mean don't touch the book? I have to have my exam book. I got, I have to take my textbook and I need to review it. I have a study class before the final exam. And I went to touch the book again and I heard the voice a little stronger say, don't touch the book. And I thought, oh, no, no, this is not God. God is not going to tell me not to take my, when I prayed about this and asked him to lead me and guide me so I could pass my exam. So I I refused to believe it was God. And I thought, well, it can't be me. So it must be the devil. So I tried again to, t- 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 <laughs> to take the book. And the voice was so much stronger. It it, it was so strong until it created in me a sense of trepidation, a uh, fear, and I, it scared me. And it was so strong, it just rolled through me to the point where I heard that voice on the inside and the outside of my my body, in my body and outside my body. And I thought the voice was in the room. So I went to my sister before I touched the book. I went to my sister. She was coming uh, from her bedroom, coming to the living room, getting ready to go to school. And I asked her, I said, uh, did you hear anything? And she said, no. And I thought, okay. So I went back in the living room and I looked at the book, my textbook, and I just decided, okay, I'm not going to open this book. I'm just going to take it to school. I'm not going to study. I'm not going to do anything. I just take it in with me. So when I reached for the book again, I didn't hear anything. I was waiting to hear this voice say, don't touch the book, but it didn't say, the voice didn't say anything. So I said, okay. So when I did touch the book, I heard nothing. I put it in my briefcase. I had made a decision that I was going to depend on God instead of depending on my own efforts to study and be prepared for this. I definitely had, this was a test of my faith in God. So I put it in my briefcase, went outside, went to school, um, Got to my study hall class. That was my first hour class in high school there in those days. And I sat there, and I didn't look at the book. I just had it under in my briefcase or under the desk. And uh, there was a young lady, a blonde. <laughs> I forgot her name, Betty, I think. She was she was uh, a very good friend, and she and I were in the same class. And so uh, when the bell rang for us to go to that class, that was our first hour class at the study hall. So we're walking down the hall, and she says to me, Charles. I said, what? She said, we're going to have an exam this morning. And I said, so I heard. I left it like that. I didn't confess and believe in my heart we were going to have the exam. I just simply said, so I heard. And as we walked down the hall, she was ahead of me and she was going to the classroom. I was going to the classroom and I felt presence. I felt like somebody was walking with me. Like, and I looked to my right and I couldn't see anyone. And I looked to my left and I said, man, I feel somebody walking with me. And so when I got to the classroom, I went in and I sat near, my desk was near this window. And the window was to my left and the instructor, Mr. Brown, I'll never forget his name. He was a high psychology instructor. He went, he was a Korean vet. He uh, went to school under GI Bill, got his master's degree to teach in high school and everything. He's in the front of the class and I'm staring out the window uh with my textbook underneath the my desk, and other students were grabbing theirs and pulling it out and getting the last, you know cramming you know how you did you know cram cram cram, and I'm sitting there staring out the we're in our uh senior year, and I'm staring out the window and um and I wouldn't look at the book, I just left it underneath the desk and stared out the window and then Mr Brown he yelled out to everybody, Put those books away' You know we're supposed to have an exam this morning. So the kids were like rambling. You know, it was like you're in, the, you're in a, a drill training or something. Some drill sergeant yelled at you because he was a military man. So the kids were putting their books away. And I sat there and I thought, oh, my God, am I going to have this exam? And so in my mind, I heard this other voice say, you fool, you're going to have this test. That wasn't God talking to you. That wasn't the spirit of God. So I sat there and I said, Oh my God. And then i stared, I said, I'm not gonna touch the book. I'm not gonna open this book. I'm gonna just stare out this window. And says so I stared out the I stared out the window. And this kids were just putting the books away and everything. And then after they put all their books away, because Mr. Brown told us to, and mine was already put away. Then he said in a humble way, he said, Well, you know, we're supposed to have an exam this morning a final he said but uh i i left home and i left all the exam papers in my briefcase at home and i for, and i forgot to bring them with me so we're not going to have the exam this morning we'll be preparing for it tomorrow and when he said that my soul began to rejoice i looked out the window towards there was a a a, a park a park you know, like a forest or whatever. It was a park across the street from where my classroom or my school was. I looked out the window and I was staring out there. And in my soul, in my soul, I kept hearing and I repeated what I heard. The Lord is God. The Lord is God. So I started saying the same thing in my soul. I heard that in my soul and I said it from my soul. The Lord is God. It was a praise coming out of me. And then when, as this praise was coming out of me, now here's where I had the encounter with the angel that was walking with me down the hall. I kept praising God from within my soul in a very quiet way. And no one knew this was happening inside of me. And then I, I I'm staring. Towards, then I changed my vision from outside to inside the room in the classroom. I'm looking at my instructor who was in front of the classroom. And as I was looking at him, he began to shrink. My eyes were wide open. My eyes were wide open, but I saw him beginning to shrink. I saw the room's walls, of the, the four walls of the classroom, they began to shrink. The students, I didn't see them anymore. Everybody disappeared before my eyes. My eyes were wide open, but I couldn't see them. And as I began not to see them, I felt my soul and my spirit, my, my, my hands were coming. Now, this is the truth, you guys. My hands, my soul was coming out of my body with my eyes wide open, but I couldn't see anybody but this void. And my hands, my, my spiritual man was raised up. And I was like, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, what's this? That presence that walked with me in the hall, I felt that very presence, angelic presence beside my right side. And I wanted to turn and look at it, but I couldn't turn my eyes to look. And then he, this angelic being, began to rise up and begin to go into a void, a blue void like in space. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there in the class and I'm looking at him. I can see him, but I couldn't see anybody else. And my eyes were still open. And he began to disappear. And I screamed from within my soul. I didn't say anything out loud within my soul. I asked the Lord. I said, I begged the Lord. I said, take me now. Take me now. I don't want to be here any longer. This is when I was desperately willing to die now. I didn't want to stay. I I saw glory and I said, I'm ready to go. I, I told the Lord, even while I'm watching this angel, I couldn't see his face. I only saw his back. And, as he, and he didn't have wings. He was well-robed and everything, and of all things, he was a blonde. Would you believe that? But I've seen a black angel too, but that's a different testimony. Anyway, he started disappearing on me, and when he started disappearing and going into glory, I wanted to go with him. And I begged the Lord, I said, take me now. And the Holy Spirit, it was like somebody snapped their finger. Somebody snap, It was like somebody snapped their finger, and I There I was still in the classroom, eyes open, tears running from my eyes, and everybody staring at me. And I was looking, and then one of the young ladies in front of me, she said, what's the matter, Charles? And I looked at her, and my tears were running. I I, I didn't know all that was happening until I became conscious of it. And I looked at everybody around me staring at me, and even Mr. Brown. And I looked at her, and I said, to them, everybody around me, I said, God is so close to you right now, and you don't even know it. And when I said that, they all thought, okay, oh, hey, he has gone off. Something's wrong with him. Leave him alone. The next day I came back to take the exam. I was ready. Aced it. Aced it. <laughs> I was shocked myself. I said, look at God. Look at what God can do. If you need an encounter with God to make a change in your life, I pray in Jesus' name that you will seek him even more than you ever have before. And I believe that this testimony is for you, listeners of our podcast. May God bless you.
1: Thank you, Apostle Charles. You have shared this encounter with God and with the angel with me many times over the years. And each time, I am still moved when I hear your story. Now, you said when you were in high school, you were running for God. So, what would you say to our listeners who want to have a similar life-changing God encounter?
0: Well, first of all, you have to seek first the kingdom of God. You have a heart for God. You, it's like you're pursuing Him because you hunger and thirst after His righteousness. Then... These encounters will be added unto you. He will talk to us in dreams and visions. He will talk to us through Scripture. He can talk to us through angels that may come to visit us. He may talk through us through a child. But the thing that's most important is that we listen and follow through, believing what the Lord has said, and respond accordingly. I have experienced this several times. And even when you have a sense of urgency to pray, that in itself is a direction that God has taken us in to pray and seek his face and seek his ways and th- seek his thoughts. Because what will happen is that we will have new destiny. He said, I come to give you life and I come to give it to you more abundantly. But we have to be prepared um, in our hearts to receive those things that come from God. Sometimes we're not ready for it, but he he knows whether you're ready better than we know. And that's the good part about it, because he will not place upon us what we cannot handle. Uh He will woo us to him, and we are purchased by him. We are owned by him because of his shed blood, which is our redemption. So... I would encourage anybody and everybody uh to seek God first. Start in the morning and end of that night seeking him daily. And then let him know, Father, in Jesus' name, I want a new encounter with you. I need new revelation. I need a new step. I need new destiny, new trajectory in my life. I want to grow in you. So, I just want to encourage you, if you would, or should I say we at CGM, we want to encourage you to seek the Lord. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Pursue it whole heart, totally committed and submitted, and God is going to bring it to pass. Your tests will lead to your best.
1: Thank you so much. And with that, we are going to close. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have been encouraged and inspired by today's message. And we would encourage you to go back and listen to the first three messages on dreams in this series. This is Stephanie Wright. And now let's go to Apostle Charles, who will give us closing and contact information
0: if you want to contact us or comment on this podcast please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast where all episodes are available by category and series format this is apostle charles until next time god bless you
1: Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax-deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.